This is Fed Up, the podcast by Falcon Nutrition, and I'm your host, Jason Falcon. This podcast will feature coaches, current and former clients, industry colleagues and peers, as well as a handful of others that we feel will bring value to your life as you continue on your nutrition journey. Enjoy, thank you for listening, and let's have some fun. Hi guys, it's Coach Katie, and I'm really excited to be here today because I have Lacey Koch, who is my client, my first ever client that I've ever worked with, and I've been working with with her for over two years. Um, As you'll notice, Jason is not here, so I'm taking over the Falcon podcast today, and I'm really excited to have Lacey here. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce or I'm going to let her introduce herself and um, let her tell you a little bit about herself. Lacey, I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm excited. Um, Hopefully I have some kind of insight to be able to share with everybody. So I'm 38 year old uh, wife and mother of two started working with Katie um, right at the end of my first trimester when I was pregnant with my second son. And um, I had previously lost a lot of weight working with Jason back in the day, um, but pregnancy was really hard and I needed help again. Uh, And so that's why I came back and wanted to work with Falcon again. And Jason said, Hold up, Lacey, you're pregnant. Can you please wait until I get Katie on board because she's coming and she's great and you should work with her. And I said, well, sure, I'll wait a couple weeks. It was Christmas anyway. (laughs) I figured can't, can't. December uh, 2021. Yeah, it can't hurt. So sure, I'll I'll wait. I want to work with this person. So um, fast forward. Now I'm, like I said, mom of two. I try to stay as active as possible. I'm My husband says I never sit because I'm always doing something. I recently decided to start training for a half marathon, um, which has been a really interesting challenge in itself. And um, just over the last couple of years, nutrition has been like the one stable thing that I could look at in a lot of my life as there were a lot of really big challenges over the last couple of years from going from a family of three to a family of four, just life events, work, um, illnesses, sick kids, uh, aging parents, accidents, all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff. (laughs) Literally um, crazy, crazy stuff. So Lacey, (laughs) yeah. So Lacey has two sons, Connor and Logan. Connor is, I was going to say four, but he's six. Um, He was four when we started working together. Logan, um, Logan is who we worked with or who was in your, in your stomach when I was working with you. And now he's going to be two, right? Yeah. Two in June. And I was going to say over the summer. So Lacey, I've worked with like, oh man, over a hundred people. Lacey is zero, zero one for me. She was my first ever client and I onboarded her and we've worked together since but we work through postpartum. No, we worked through pregnancy, then postpartum. Um, she was a breastfeeding mom. So we wanted to make sure that um, we were ensuring her um, breast milk was, and milk supply was, you know, adequate while she was losing fat. 
um we she is a working mom she goes you travel a pretty good amount i would say um so you're a working mom a traveling mom i mean a traveling working mom you're you do, we've we've uh worked through date nights vacations and like you said a lot of challenges with uh, i remember uh logan's daycare shut down and he was with you for <laughs> a while um there were like you said family illnesses so there was a lot of challenges where we had to adapt and pivot and i think i really want to hone in on that and if you could recommend or talk on that um about how challenges came up for you and what you did to kind of you know alter your program or like what you did mentally or how to cope with that um for anyone that's listening yeah so i think the first the starting challenge was really the pregnancy like starting from Yay. there because Man. <laughs> Man. i i'm not one of those people who really loves being pregnant and i already knew that after my first son like i was very very sick um with my first son for about the first 13 or 14 weeks of my pregnancy and with logan i was sick until like week 20. you were like really in bed yeah. daily very mm -hmm. very sick um so right right off the bat like there was extreme challenge but then also being someone who had previously lost a lot of weight mm -hmm. seeing that weight come back on and being feeling a little bit uncomfortable with that in general um i know you had to like remind me over and over that lacy you'll be you know you you have good habits you will be able to get this weight off after the pregnancy and i really trusted you in 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 that because I was afraid. I was really afraid. Not not that I wasn't going to gain weight because I'm really good at gaining weight. Um, and really good at gaining weight while I'm pregnant, especially because I was not very active because I was so sick. Um, but knowing, like having that in my mind that, okay, like this is what my body needs to do right now to, you know, get this pregnancy, you know, finish this pregnancy off safe, have my son um, was like, I think challenge number one that was just something and and i think like having you as a coach in my corner giving me ideas on how to deal with the food aversions like i you know wasn't i i was a really good protein eater before getting pregnant and protein was like the one of the things that i could not stomach yeah, for many weeks usually the first to go during pregnancy yeah and even vegetables like i have a garden i have a, a garden every year and i, I didn't want to see one don't don't give me a vegetable so yeah. things like that that were i i had to kind of think about my food in a different way because i knew i needed to have a good nutritious balanced diet um but i was it was hard to get that in and so i know we worked many times on trying to have different ideas or ways of incorporating food to make it more palatable during some of those early months and then at the end it was like keeping moving it was you know, making sure that I was eating well enough, but also just making sure that, you know, I was feeling good and then I had energy to keep up with my older son and, mm -hmm. um, you know, work and everything else, you know, it's COVID life still at that time too. So all of those little challenges were, um, were interesting to deal with during pregnancy. So focusing so. on little things like fiber, 
right? I mean, so at, yeah, at times vegetables weren't um, in your corner, but you know, um, I remember grapefruit was really big for you. Yeah, I loved it. I bought it by the like eight pound bag. Um, like, I think, yeah, so I, I did. I looked to fruit a little bit more for more of like a filling fiber filled, you know, um, part of my diet at that time. And, um, you know, I, I had more calories to eat because I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So that also gave me a little bit more leeway in that in that regard. Um, and like you but said, just, you were active, but then with the activity, with you being sick, the activity decreased. So then we pivoted, we worked, we focused on steps and walking and yes. you were walking a lot at the end of the pregnancy just to get him out. <laughs> yes, I definitely was, you know, I knew that being active was going to be really important. I knew that I was going to have a C-section. And so I wanted to be in as good a shape as I could be leading into that. Um, because the first time with my older son, I wasn't, I was really, um, obese and it was really, recovery was a lot harder, mm. um, than it was this time. And I really attribute a lot of that to the, my ability to stay active during my pregnancy and, you know, get those steps. And I remember going out I'd put my older son to bed and I just put a, put my headphones on and literally walk a mile just like mm -hmm. one mile up the street, down the street and call it a day, but getting those extra steps before bed to move my body a little bit more. Cause I think at that time I was still working from home most of the time. So, you know, you just, you were so sedentary. Yeah. So I touched on this, um, in my other podcast when I was talking with Jason about, um, being pregnant and, uh, one thing is, and a lot I've, you know, I, I talk a lot about this with my um, postpartum and even my pregnant clients as well, is the identity shift that you go through um, coming either from, you know, not never being pregnant to being pregnant to gaining the weight and seeing the scale go up, um, being sick, having a decline in activity because you feel so tired, even to postpartum where you're in this foreign body where, you know, it's, you're not used to this, the swelling, the, uh, this new life that you're in and, you know, um, running on little sleep and having, you know, this extra weight gain, um, from this, po from the baby that you didn't, that you thought would just come off or where, you know, social media kind of explains it in like in six weeks, you should be bounced back, go back to your body. I mean, and it's never like that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but we adapt and we, we don't, we change in a way where then our new self is where we need to be. We meet ourselves where we need to be. Each day is different and it grow and you grow and you change and you little by little, step by step, brick by brick, begin to feel more like yourself where you're not, where it's not in this foreign body where, you know, you're stronger than, you thought you were, you are getting back to the mental state where, you know, you feel more like yourself and you feel just better and stronger and just like mentally ready. Um, yeah. Is that something that you went through as well? I know like that's basically speaking about what I went through. <laughs> um, and you have two, you know, I just have one. Um, and it's hard. 
I mean, like, and then that's the thing. It's you're never going to go back to how you were when you were just, you know, even, you know, prior to Connor, prior to Logan. Um, but you adapt and change to who you need to be with. And now as a mom of two, now as a working mom of two, now as a mom of two and a wife. And, you know, and now you're training for a ma- uh, half marathon. <laughs> like, so you're doing all the things um, and you're pivoting and adapting. And I'm, I honestly, I'm really proud of you. I tell you all the time. I mean, you are, you are inspiring to me. You're an inspiration to others. Um, I started running again <laughs> and I got your jog. I got my jogger out after um, one, one time Lacey was like, I, uh, I ran four miles uh, with, was it with Logan or Connor? <laughs> I think it was with Logan. Thank goodness. Connor's a little heavier now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, man, if she could do four miles, I could definitely do <laughs> 5K. <laughs> and I, but I mean, like, it's, it's inspiring. It really is. Um, and you've, you've lost, we've lost, you've lost all your, your, pre- um, pregnancy weight. You lost to 50 pounds. You've gotten, you've now have abs. <laughs> like, and yeah. you're training for a half marathon. I think that's great. Um, yeah, I think that like, after I had Logan, I kind of expected like, Oh, I'm going to take like more time off, like before I am ready to like, get back into like, really thinking about my nutrition, you know, a little more refined or get back to working with you really like I thought, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to take like two, at least like eight weeks, I, I had told myself that and I thought that that would be what I did. And then about four weeks after I had Logan, I'm like, mm. I'm good. Like I, not that I had this mom thing down or anything. Cause that, I, I think I forgot I had amnesia from what, like what early baby life was like. Cause it had yeah. been four years, you know, four and a yeah. half years since yeah, I had my first time. son. Um, but I knew that it was something that would give me that like consistency and that's something to focus on that was really for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, cause as a new, as a mom again, or, you know, being home all day with Logan, um, you're focused on your, your baby, you're focused mm-hmm. on keeping him alive and then mm-hmm. keeping the rest of your family moving and keeping things going. So, um, I was ready, you know, after a month to get back to focusing on something for me mm-hmm. and it didn't look the same as it did before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't ready to be as strict. Um, and I wasn't ready to like go, to be honest, I wasn't ready to go all in and like be perfect because like perfect was not what was going to happen at that point. Right. There's just too much going on. But every day I tried to just be a little bit better or make one better choice. Right. And the weight came off slowly, um, slower than I really thought it would, uh, you know, like not at the beginning, at the beginning, the weight came off the or quick, the some quick pounds, yeah. right? Like the, yeah, there was some the first, there you know, like the water weight. Like the first 20 pounds, let's say, were came off pretty, pretty well. And then it was like, Lacey, you're going to have to work a little bit harder if you want to get the rest of this weight off. Like, you know, you, you're going to have to be more attentive to tracking, logging my food and and doing all of that. Because I did get back to like physical activity pretty quickly. Like I started training for my first 5K like at um, I gave myself 12 weeks after I, cause I had a C-section. I wanted to make sure I was fully healed, but I did do started like a postpartum strength training program, like literally the week after I got home from the hospital and it started small with like breath work and worked its way back into workouts. And that's what I did until 
I was ready to start doing some running again. And, um, yeah. So the weight, like I said, came off slower and then there was just crazy life <laughs> yeah. for the next year and a half, really, like really from the day I got home from the hospital, like life went nutso. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had a lot of other things to deal with. And so nutrition was like something that I was focused on, but I knew that it couldn't be my primary focus and that was okay. And I think that's a good thing to touch on and to, um, to lead into a conversation where you and I have worked on different approaches for your nutrition. It was never macronutrients and it was never, it wasn't always, um, not to say it was never macronutrients. It wasn't always macronutrients. It wasn't always protein. Sometimes it was just water. Sometimes it was just movement. When we, when you first started pregnancy, um, you know, until you were feeling sick, we were focusing on protein because, you know, I knew that we had a limited amount of time before that aversion came, you know, more, more times than none, right? Uh, pregnancy and pregnant women um, have these protein aversions. Um, so I knew that we had a finite amount of time um, before that protein was going to go. So then we switched to just calories, right? And then by the end of it, we were just switching to movement. We were switching to hydration. Postpartum, it wasn't like you came back from the hospital and we were with it. Um, it was, <laughs> I, I mean, there were times when you, you were like, I'm ready to come back. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. I was like, go, go hug that baby. I'll talk to you in a little bit. <laughs> and then, you know, when you were like, I really do want to come back. Um, it wasn't any, like you said, their emphasis wasn't really on nutrition. It was just, um, hydration. It was realigning with where you were with your body. Um, awareness awareness right <laughs> yeah if nothing Fiber. else just like ease when you're awake at all hours of the night you could if you're not tracking your food you could really miss a lot of what you're eating right yeah it's like if nothing else even just tracking even if it wasn't like it didn't hit a certain goal like just and being then, aware you make better choices as a, a breastfeeding mom our main focus was ensuring that milk the milk supply did not drop. So making sure you were actually eating enough and eventually e easing into that calorie deficit where you were losing the weight. But the first and foremost was that breast, um, the breastfeeding and making sure that that was solid. Um, and, you know, the constant communication with, uh, with me to make sure that there were no, you know, dips or into the milk supply. Um, even with the exercise, refueling for your exercise. And then as the breastfeeding stopped and as, you know, Lo um, Logan got older, things, you know, we could really focus on a calorie deficit. And that's where work trips came in and um, date nights and vacations came in. And that's where you would pivot with that. Um, do you have any recommendations or can you touch on um, like what you did during your date nights or how you prepared for your date nights or vacations or, um, yeah. So I had, like I had a few work trips, um, over the last few years where I was gone for like a week at a time. Yeah. And you know, I, in the past at work trips, I would use that as like a great time to like eat out all the John time, Ho, go out right. drinking, exactly. like, you know, it, 
after, you know, you're networking. So you're hanging out with people. It's just like a, a calorie bomb <laughs> for a week. Um, and, you know, obviously like ne- a work trip now is like, oh my gosh, I get to sleep with, and I get to drink oh my coffee gosh. and nobody right. like is interrupting me. Oh my gosh. This is amazing. I literally so, just got back from one. So I can, I can, yeah. I concur. That was, it's amazing. a little different. So, yeah. you know, maybe in the past, the first thing I wouldn't have done would be to like, look up where could I make sure that I can still get at least like one or two workouts in while I'm on this trip. So I found an orange theory nearby when I was on the East coast. And then when I was at a conference that was a little more local, but I was still staying out there, I went to a yoga class, um, which is something I don't normally do. Um, and then just made sure I was getting steps in and, getting water, brought my water bottle and would fill it up because I feel like you always get dehydrated, like just coffee, coffee, coffee all day at these things. And that's water and coffee. That's all they really. Right. Well, and and then one option or one thing I almost always do when I go to a conference is I bring myself what I'm going to eat for breakfast Mm. because a continental breakfast or whatever they're serving is more than likely like either not going to fill me up Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to be hungry and then I'm going to want to snack on something or it's just not going to allow me to be able to have a little bit more uh, freedom with the my my dinner, which is typically when we would go out to a nicer meal. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would bring my bring my breakfast, eat oatmeal with protein powder in the hotel room or sometimes like I will pre make like some Kodiak pancakes made with like protein powder and bring that and then have, you know, like I think on my last trip, like half of you know my suitcase had like fair life protein shakes <laughs> that mm. I'd add to my coffee or you know use as a supplement so that I didn't snack on the cookies that they bring out in the afternoon and just like it's the little things. Um, I just did a speech for I joined Toastmasters as my New Year's resolution this year, hey. and so um, I did my second speech yesterday. It was a speech on purpose, and it was about like how little changes to your nutrition can like make a big difference. And, you know, it let's just stop it, it right there. <laughs> End the podcast right there. That's all you need, guys. It's so true, though, right? These yeah. little things add up to just big progress. Okay, I'm sorry, I cut you off. And you probably That's okay. <laughs> no, it's, it's, so it's, it's just reminding myself that it doesn't have to be like, I don't have to go rent 10 miles, right? Like, mm-hmm. I need to not pick up three chicken nuggets off my kids plate and eat those mm-hmm. when I didn't track them or plan them. Um, you know, and planning the things that I do want to enjoy with my family or eat in. Like we love ice cream in this family. My husband doesn't, but the kids and I really do. (laughs) So we get those little mini cones from Trader Joe's. They're 70 calories. Like we have an ice cream cone after dinner in the backyard, especially now that it's hot again in California. Woohoo, the rain stopped. Um, but you know, like planning those things in that you do enjoy so that you don't feel that deprived feeling. Like I, the most important, the best thing about eating and following a nutrition plan that is set on macros is you eat what you want, right? I so mean, that's a perfect, yeah. a good example for like a date night. Like, mm. you know, I, I make different choices now than I used to. Like, I don't always want to have a glass of wine anymore on date night because I, a glass of wine might make me not feel so good the next morning. And just one glass these days sometimes gives me a headache. It's true. And if, if so I want to run, run the next day, it's not worth it. Yeah. But you prioritize ha- what you really yeah. want. 
having a sparkly water and choosing to have a cookie with my husband instead. Mm -hmm. That's his favorite dessert and like favorite indulgence. So like having a cookie with him instead of a glass of wine and, you know, hanging out together or choosing to do a date night or day. We do day dates more these days just because it's easier for childcare and choosing not to focus it on food, like Mm -hmm. going on a hike and getting a cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, doing some, we are sometimes our date night is like doing a couple errands together, you know? Yeah, Um, exactly. And not focusing everything on food. Yeah. So yeah. I like to say that you can still celebrate, but you don't need to celebrate everything. Um, as like every, I feel like our culture has become really, you know, really, um, focused on a lot of convenient things. And, um, I guess like, I mean, going to happy hour just because it's a Tuesday, that's fine. But do you need to do it Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, so you can celebrate, but do you need to celebrate everything? Right. So, and you really honed in on that. I mean, with your conferences and your, your work trips, you know, that content onto breakfast, Listen, I I do the same thing when it comes to traveling with breakfast. I'm not, I mean, if I'm going to go out and if I'm going to, you know, go to a restaurant, it's not really going to be for breakfast. It's either going to be for lunch or dinner. Because when you go to, or even for these continental breakfasts, you're getting the runny eggs that that they make, the the egg or the bacon or the ham and the mystery meat. And I'd rather just, spend my I mean I'd rather just eat what I like to eat for breakfast because instead of being you know what I'm trying to say like it's just yeah it's my favorite meal of the day really tickle my fancy to be honest yeah like (laughs) I love breakfast it's my favorite meal so I want to eat what I want to eat I don't want to eat what somebody else is going to serve me that day right right exactly Um, and you know if I'm gonna want to I'm gonna want to make my own eggs to be honest like I'm a little finicky when it comes to these running eggs that are in a tray (laughs) that are like really liquidy and I'm just like what is this mystery liquid (laughs) so Mm -hmm. um but I agree so bringing a bringing your breakfast or even bringing your lunch so that you could have so those two meals are consistent and then splurging however you want on dinner I remember having conversations with you where you were like, you know, we go to this restaurant that has really good wine or we're going to this work dinner and I know I'm going to eat more there. And that's fine. I mean, the one thing about this program is it's never you don't have to be all in or all out. It can be um, little little actions and little um, habit changes that lead to big progress. And one thing I, I say, and I don't know where I heard it, but I, I, I use it a lot is I can eat whatever I want. I just may not be able to have as much as I want. Yes. Sometimes I want to eat the whole cake, yeah. but I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to make that choice not to do that. And I'm still going to be pretty satisfied, you know, after bite three, like exactly. it all tastes the same, right? right. Like, so Sometimes just having that one bite and being satisfied and like, hey, I got to taste it. Like at one of the conferences I was at, the cake boss was there, right? So he was our our motivational speaker, right, for the conference. And everybody got to take a piece of the cake boss cake home. Yeah. Like that was like his like thing. Okay, cool. Well, it's like that that cake, like that piece of cake is like a brick. And I was like, I could probably like curl up in my bed in my hotel room and eat that whole piece of cake by myself. Mm-hmm. But 
for what? Right. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to save it. I'll bring it home and the whole family can enjoy it. I had literally one bite when we, I brought it home and the, my older son ate one bite. He doesn't really like cake that much. And my husband ate it, right? Mm -hmm. Like he enjoyed it. Um, but making the choice to like, I don't need that right now. Mm -hmm. Like I can make that when people bring donuts, like into the office happens all the time or like, you know, somebody, we have a person on my floor whose mom bakes the most delicious smelling things all the time. Wonderful. He brings them in to share. I, I very rarely partake in it because I usually have my day planned in advance. And if I'm going to choose to eat that, then I'm going to have to swap that for something else. And probably what I already had planned, I wanted to eat later, you know? Yeah. So right. it's, it's all about like making that choice. Some days I choose to have a donut. And, and I'm glad and- you said that because it is, it's, it's your choice. You know, like some days you're going to choose to have that donut. Some days you're going to choose what you have planned and n- there's no right or wrong, right? It's yeah. just what you feel like during that day. And that's what, and I'm, like I said, I'm really glad you said that because just because you have a coach, it, I'm not going to tell you stick to the plan, stick to the plan. It's really stick to your choice. If, and if you wanted that donut, you know, enjoy it. Don't regret it and right. move on and go back right. to the plan. And that's but all of it is, is planning, right? So like exactly. Saturday, uh, my husband and I are going to the school auction, right? Well, apparently it's like a big party. Okay. It's like nice. dinner and drinks and like, it's, you know, they're trying to get you to bid auction items. Right. So it's a pretty big party. Well, so I have no idea what they're serving for dinner. It's a cowboy theme. So I'm kind oh of expecting God. it to be like, you How know, maybe it's going to be like <laughs> brisket or something, you know? Yeah. So what am I like, what am I going to do earlier in that day? I'm going to preload on a bunch of lean protein, get some extra water in probably instead of like, you know, a sandwich for lunch, which would be maybe a go-to or a wrap. I'm going to choose to have a salad with protein to save some of those carbs and like fat for dinner. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm probably going to have a drink or two while we're at this event. And so making that choice to like, try to stick with my overall calories for that day as a choice. Right. Exactly. And I know, I mean, I'm sure this has come after indulging in all the breakfast, lunch, you know, not changing your breakfast, lunch, and then going out at dinner and just feeling blah, right. Like over because of all the calories, nothing else, the sodium, right? Like meals out, like sodium Uh, plays a, plays a role, you know, for a day or two. And sometimes it's just not worth it Yeah, for me. Like I, especially now that I'm training for this half marathon, like I don't want to miss a workout because I chose to like overeat and I don't feel like going out and running or priorities have shifted. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, and who's, and seasons change and people adapt, you know, so who's to say that you won't go back to, you know, what you, what you did in the past, but you're always pivoting. And that's what I really like about this is that, you know, right now you're in this phase where running is really important to you. I know mentally, I know physically, and I know, you know, you're training for this big event and it means a lot for you. And that's why we're focusing on refueling. We're focusing on making sure your runs feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and your choices are now leading you to make, you know, to also make sure that, you know, this, uh, your runs are going to make you feel good or you're going to feel good while you're running. 
So yeah, you're not, so that means like changing your breakfast, changing your lunch when it comes to those, these cowboy fun school events. (laughs) That's amazing. I mean, what a, what a cool, a school event, cowboy themed, an auction serving you beverages so that they know that you you know you feel a little wealthier than you really are like, yeah, right <laughs> preload your credit card and just stick your hand in the air like here's a few hundred for this uh for this school event that's awesome yes no but you guys are gonna have a lot of fun um so we talked about training for the half marathon we talked about postpartum we've talked about um um you know work events the last thing that I really wanted to touch on is how you prioritize when you have two kids and while you're a wife, like, can you touch on that? Or I know for me, just having one uh, toddler, it's a challenge, right? Um, is it doable? Absolutely. Um, and if you prioritize it and if it's important to you, you can do it, but things change and, you know, meals change and family meals change and you know you 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 want to make sure that you're having you're including the family with you with what you're eating as well um so i'm gonna let you yeah (laughs) so i i'm the cook in our family um i do all the meal prep and planning i have like a little calendar on my fridge and i just kind of write what we're having for dinner every night that way just makes it a little bit easier. Um, some of it I'll pre-make protein. Sometimes I'll make like my older son like loves a meatball, which is literally just some like lean ground beef rolled into a ball. Um, that's the way he likes it. I'm like, whatever, that's super easy. Super so, easy, right? You know, like we'll ha- we'll have that. Um, we'll have meatballs one night or whatnot. But it, it's the plan. Like I don't feed my kids different food for dinner than what we eat. So we yeah. typically have a protein a starch of some sort, rice, where I'm from a small farming community where rice is big, like, Amazing. or potato, or, yeah. you know, maybe I'll make like a crescent roll for dinner one night, or we're having hamburger buns. Um, and then a vegetable, like we always have some kind of fresh vegetable to go with our meal. So having protein, vegetable, and some kind of starch, like they eat what portion they want to eat. I choose my portion and my husband has whatever portion he has. So like easy, like single macro foods that are easy to, to plan out so that, um, you can adjust every, yeah. And and most of my dinners run around about the same, like total calories in general. Some will be higher in fat than others. Um, but like overall, like I break my calorie, my day kind of down by like what kind of calories will, will fill me up. Right. Like I want to make sure that I'm pretty full for dinner. We do a lot of tacos at our house and I'll, and so some days it's like, mm, I want to eat more fruit in the afternoon. So I'm just not going to have taco shells. I'm going to make mine a taco salad for dinner and everybody else will have tacos and I'll just put the same ingredients on a salad instead. I did that the other night. We had shrimp tacos. I didn't have tacos. I had a shrimp salad, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but planning it out in advance, like makes a big difference because when I'm too tired to think about it, then I'm less likely to, to stick with the plan. Right. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you this. Um, while, when you are planning and say you're planning like the day before, are you planning those family meals first so that you are having what your family eats or is it, um, it doesn't not matter for you? 
so, you know, we eat the same thing, like pretty much like on rotation, right? Like mm. I'm not that, like, I'm not a fancy cook, so it's relatively easy. Get it done, right? I, cook it, I eat the same done. breakfast every day, right? Lunch yeah. is my modifier. So depending on what I what we're having for dinner, like I'll modify my lunch. Like this, the last couple of weeks I've been really in, it's been warming up in California. So I've been in, into salads for lunch because they've been really filling with a protein on top of some sort. And so really like overall, like my meals look very similar, but if we're having carnitas tacos for dinner, like the fat is going to be a lot higher. So I'm not going to have ranch on my salad for lunch, like a normal ranch. I'll use a bolt house dressing that day. So that lower that's the fat. swap, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I'll have a lower fat lunch because I'm going to have a higher fat dinner. Overall, the macros work out the same, but mm-hmm. it's just making that switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. if I'm eating out, then it kind of changes the whole day. Because I know that like my home cooked meal, let's say it's 450 calories is a typical dinner. Like, let's just say that's, that's probably close. Mm -hmm. If I'm going out, it's more like seven, right? Like without a drink, like more like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, and that's seven with like me having everything on the side and kind of knowing what I'm putting in my, in my food. Yeah. So if we're going out, like that changes the whole day, like Mm -hmm. probably for sure lunch is having a bolt house dressing instead of regular dressing and Mm -hmm. breakfast may be, you know, uh, oatmeal instead of my, yeah, Yeah, oatmeal with protein powder in it instead of like my normal Kodiak cake that I eat every day. Um, so it it depends on the day. Yeah. I just kind of adjust and, and having done this for six years, like mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at knowing and it, like, I know what I eat for the most part. And I know what, what the macros look like for all the food that I eat. So once you get that dialed in and you, most people eat the same stuff over and over, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. unless you're like a major, like great chef and you're picking up cookbooks and you're cooking a million different things, like I have the staples, you know, we eat tacos once a week. It may not be always the same meat source, but pretty much you can guarantee that I'm going to have a few corn tortillas in my, you know, dinner a few times a week. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I know. And I mean, I do this. I do a lot of that as well. I know I eat the same thing, especially for breakfast. Um, Lunch is on rotation and so is dinner. Um, And you know, I'm a big like bulk, uh, protein, bo- protein, protein prep bulk. I don't even, mm-hmm. That doesn't even mm-hmm. make sense. But I just bulk, you like to bulk cook. I yeah, bulk yeah. cook protein, and then I, you know, so I'll make like two or three pounds of chicken, and then you know, switch up the different meals that I'll have with it. So like chicken with rice and a vegetable, and this like ginger dressing one night. So like a stir fry one night chicken with pasta the next night tacos like you said the next night um mm-hmm. and and just change it up like that um yep. but i think i'm and i'm glad we touched on this because i think i um i fear that women or moms will stray away from nutrition coaching thinking that they're going to it's going to alter their family meals and their family values and for me it's very important that it doesn't Um, and I'm glad that you're a prime example that it doesn't, and it doesn't need to be, you can eat what your family, what you're eating with your family and what your, um, what your family's also eating and participate in all the events that your family does. It just, it, the portion sizes might look a little different, but Mm -hmm. 
that doesn't, I mean, they don't know that <laughs> as right. long as, you know, they don't see mommy or daddy, um, cooking something else. Um, they won't ask questions. Yeah. Um, but I, I, like I said, I think you've done amazing through all your seasons of life. I mean, it was, it wasn't easy for you. There were a lot of challenges along the way. And I remember always just encouraging you, you know, pivot, you've survived all of these, you know, all of your hard days. So, and you've done an amazing job. Um, and like I said, you're definitely an inspiration. And I'm so glad that you took the time to come on this podcast. I mean, it was a long time in the making. Um, it's just every time that you did something, I was like, we got to get a podcast on it. And then you were like, hey, you know, like I just lost all my pregnancy weight, but now I want to train for a half marathon. Hey, <laughs> you know, like, I just got done with this. I just like, I just, you know, birthed a child, but now I want to lose all these 50 pounds. And you were just changing and adapting and you were, you've done amazing, amazing, amazing things, Lacey. It's been, it's been awesome working with you, talking to you every Wednesday. <laughs> um, Thank you. So yeah, I've enjoyed last... it too. Okay. Um, I guess one last thing I could ask you is what lessons you've learned or what, um, what advice you can give to others or what lessons you've learned throughout your pro progress and this process. It's so funny because I feel like like my Toastmaster speech that I gave on Wednesday at our Toastmasters Club is kind of like those tips, right? Yeah. So um, for me, it's like reminding myself like the small things matter mm -hmm. and like don't don't forget that. Like it's the little stuff that adds up. Um, and then because it took me longer to lose weight than I anticipated after having Logan, it's that all progress is progress. It mm. doesn't have to be linear and it doesn't have to be, it, things don't always happen on my timeline. Like I'm very type A personality and I want things to happen when I want them to happen. That you but are. But I'm not <laughs> like, I'm not always willing to like put the work in to make that happen. And so like realizing that was, it. it's okay, Lacey. Like this isn't the time for you to be like, all in and perfect on your macros, but making small changes mm -hmm. over time will get you to where you're going. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that, that happened, right? Like yeah. I was there able times, to lose the weight. There were definitely times where we had to zone out or I had to say, Hey, you know, like I sense your frustration to recommend that we take a step back and we, you know, not focus on a calorie restriction because it just wasn't the time not to end you know, we got back into it when it was the time, but knowing when it, when we need to step back and when we need to, you know, refocus on other things rather than, um, weight loss at this, at that time. Um, I, yeah. I do remember that. And we definitely had a few times like that, where it was like, let's survive the day. Yeah. Let's get through this week. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's just see if we can maintain while we're dealing with all this crazy in life. And, mm -hmm. and we did, like, I was able to work it, working with you, like, okay, we maintained. Like, it wasn't like I gained 20 pounds during that stressful time. I right. didn't lose weight, but I didn't right. gain any weight. Right. And then once things settled down and I could focus more and put more energy into more than just survival, then we were able to, to get the weight off Refocus. or once I was willing to really just m commit to myself and just get it done, mm -hmm. like then 
it was possible. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, change isn't linear. The weight loss wasn't linear. The graph wasn't linear. There were times where you saw a lot of like daily weights go up and up or down and down. And then when I sent you the graph and the trend, you were like, okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Like the tr so, and it's times where you do have to zone out and really look at the bigger picture because we get caught up in what's going on now. And, you know, right. like, especially when there were, there was a lot of chaos. Um, we kind of, our vision is blurred and we think that we, we have these blinders on that we forget like, okay, you know, I'm maintaining, but I'm not gaining. So at least that's good. Or, you know, knowing that you still had weight to lose with your uh, postpartum pregnancy or postpartum season and, you know, me putting you in maintenance instead of this weight, instead of a calorie deficit. I mean, that can be shocking. Um, knowing that you're not at the body that you want to be, but that doesn't mean you'll never be. It just at that right. time, it wasn't right. And that's so, part of the beauty of having a coach is to help you be able to remember those things. Like, yeah. cause when you're in it, you can't always see that. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, I, if I wasn't working with you, the frustration level would have been really high, but you were able to help me like remain as calm as possible and remind me multiple times that like, Hey, it's okay for now. Let's just, yeah. let's just do this for now and see how it goes. Mm. And, you know, all works out in the end. Yeah. And you know what, as much as it, it's great to have a coach, it's also great to have a client who is willing to listen and also give it time so time can be time can be tricky right we want to you want the here we want the now we want the fast results but you know there are times when you really just you can't have them and it's, yeah. it's better that you don't so but to wrap things up i want to thank you again for coming i want to thank everyone for listening i hope you know, I made Jason proud with taking over the Falcon <laughs> podcast. Um, and I hope that this recording actually goes through and that we didn't spend <laughs> an hour just talking without this actually going. But um, Lacey, I'm honestly so proud of you. You you've done so much and you've become a friend over the two years. And I really enjoy working with you. And uh, I'm, you've, you've done it, girl. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Hopefully something of what I said resonated with somebody. <laughs> no, I did. Definitely did. You did great. Awesome. All right, Lacey. I'll thank talk to you, you soon. All right, so that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to Fed Up from Falcon Nutrition. We hope you learned a thing or two, or at worst, had a little fun with us. Please make sure you subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes and make sure you hit us up if we can answer any questions for you. Talk to you next time.